You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian women who are ready to write their first book, and then more, so they can guide their readers into spiritual freedom while guiding their own families into financial freedom. I'm Nika Maples. Let's jump into episode 97. Let nothing stop you. I have a truly special conversation to share with you today. You might not have heard an interview like this one ever in your life because I'm talking with one of my one-on-one clients, Abigail Brown. And Abigail and I have gotten to know one another quite well over the last year of working together. She's a highly involved member of the Keep Writing course who regularly encourages other writers at any stage of their project. We all love her and she never misses a group coaching session. Her determination and commitment are examples of what can happen when a person surrenders to the Lord what they have and trust him to lead their writing project. The unique thing you're going to hear in this interview is that Abigail responds with the use of a voice device. She does not communicate with her own voice. She was diagnosed with a condition called dystonia, which she will explain during our conversation. And this might just be not only one of the most unique interviews you'll hear all year, but one of the most important interviews you hear all year, because Abigail proves to us that it is possible to let nothing stop you on your journey to write your first book. Here, you're going to find out Abigail is writing her first book and she does it by typing with her thumb or knuckle. That's right. She doesn't type with the full dexterity of both hands. She has one hand that has limited use and she uses what she has to write a book. She truly lets nothing stop her. Nothing at all. In fact, during our one-on-one coaching sessions, which are held over Zoom, Abigail responds to my questions by typing her answers in the chat box. And there are some times when that takes quite a bit longer and may even frustrate her on some days. But what it doesn't do is stop her. We could all use a lesson or two from Abigail, couldn't we? When excuses pile up and we're buying into every one of them, then just let's click on this interview one more time. Just listen to it again so that we can gain the courage to drop all of our justifications and just write. Let's listen in. So Abigail, if you were to give a summary in a sentence. What is your first book about? My book is going to be about the search for peace and joy with dystonia. When did you start thinking about writing a book? I started thinking about writing a book in 2012 when I started writing on my blog, sharing my story, and building my platform. Since then, my writing has developed. And I, as a writer, have grown through this process, and I am still growing and learning. 
In the beginning, I struggled calling myself a writer, because I didn't go to college, or get a degree. So I felt disqualified. But when I began taking writing courses, learning who my audience was, and getting to know other writers through Facebook groups, it made me more confident and determined as a writer. What stage is your book in right now? Right now, I'm in Module 3 of the writing course and working on the outline of my book. So I'm sure my listeners want to know the background of your experience um, with dystonia and why you're using a voice device right now. So tell us a little bit about your personal background, please. I was born and raised in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and was developing into a precocious three-year-old until God allowed a different plan to unfold in my life, which drastically changed my life and my entire family's life in May 1996. When I began suffering from the effects of an undiagnosed case of Rocky Mountain's body fever, my pediatrician rushed me to the nearest hospital. There I was in a drug-induced coma for a week. When I began to wake up, my muscles were tight, with my arms pulled up to my body. My legs were rigid. I could not move, could not talk, swallow, eat, turn over, or even scratch. My parents told me I cried and screamed constantly. A feeding tube was put in place. Then I was transferred to a rehabilitation center. While in rehab, my speech and language pathologist was talking to me about the alphabet blocks. She was lining up on the floor in front of my wheelchair. She asked me my name and age. My arms were still drawn up to my chest. But with my left foot and great effort and determination, I pointed to the letters, slowly spelling out my name, Abby, and pointed to the number three. The therapist continued to ask me my older sister's name and age and my parents' names. And I spelled them all. My cognitive abilities were undamaged. My parents were ecstatic and hopeful about the future. When I was five years old, my parents discovered that the brain trauma I experienced led to the development of dystonia, a condition which causes muscles to tighten and the body to contort in different ways. Currently, there is no cure for dystonia. Though I have undergone numerous surgeries and procedures to alleviate some of the more painful and debilitating symptoms. I grew up learning to communicate with others with several different communication devices throughout the years. I'm very thankful for the progress of technology in my life. I am talking to you today with an app on my iPad. Wow, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and sharing those thoughts because um, it's, um, it's moving to think of the ways that you have been trained and taught and blessed on the principles of just endurance and stamina to keep on going even when you don't feel like it. So I applaud you for that, Abigail. Um, and I'm so grateful for you spending your time to, to be on my podcast today. I know this story is going to be extremely encouraging to new writers everywhere. 
So if you would please just take take a minute to tell us how did you hear of me and why did you reach out to me? In 2019, I heard your interview on the Declare podcast, which was a podcast for Christian writers. You were going to be speaking at a writing conference they held in the fall. Anyways, when I heard your interview, I knew I definitely wanted to attend the writing conference. I believe the Lord put you in my life at the right time. I was insecure in several areas of my life, and after looking you up on Facebook and watching all your videos, I reached out to you because I knew you could help me get to where I wanted to be. I just figured I'd try contacting you before the writing conference, and if you didn't reply, I would try to find you at the conference. I was so excited when you replied back. I don't know about you, but every time I think about how I came to know you and eventually meet you, I get teary-eyed. It's a memory that will always be special to me. Nika, meeting you and being coached by you this year has impacted my life immensely. So what difference has it made for you to work with me and to take my writing course? Working with you has been a great experience. You challenge us in the course to get really specific about who we are writing to. I am writing to Christian women living with dystonia. It's interesting. When I look back at the first year I started writing on my blog, I remember receiving an email from a lady who had dystonia, and she came across my blog, and she could resonate with what I was sharing. I was so excited, because that was my first interaction with a person who had the same condition as I do. Anyways, the Lord started impressing on my heart to start reaching out to others living with dystonia. At that time, I had just set up my business page on Facebook. One day, it dawned on me, I wonder if there are dystonia Facebook groups. And sure enough, there were several of them. Was it scary joining a couple groups on Facebook with people I didn't know? Yes, but if I never had joined those groups, I wouldn't have connected with Ruth, who's a Christian, living with dystonia and many others who, like us, are struggling with loneliness and everyday aspects of life. I shared several of my blog posts on the Facebook groups I was a part of. Fast forward to the summer of 2020, that's when I started taking the Keep Writing course. I was motivated and excited to start, I thought. This will be the year where everything will fall into place, and I'll actually make progress on my book. But after a few weeks, I started lagging behind, because I didn't want to get specific in narrowing down who my audience was. So, I took a break. And around that time, my aunt texted me and shared that there was a lady at her church that was recently diagnosed with dystonia, and she was wondering if she could text me and get to know me, and I said yes, of course she could. You would think I'd get the hint by that situation, and submit to what the Lord was telling me, who my audience was. But I questioned him, and didn't trust him fully, with my writing. Yet the Lord kept bringing people into my life, who lived with dystonia. I became so tired of wrestling with the Lord, over this decision. I was so focused on how small my audience would be, and didn't trust the Lord, with the outcome of my writing. 
When I finally surrendered my writing to the Lord and left it in His hands, I felt relief and at peace. I'm thankful for the Lord's mercy and patience in my life. Okay, so I know, Abigail, a lot of my listeners are. They are ready to hear your advice. You've been in the course for a while. You've been working with me for a while. You are making progress. So what advice do you have for Christians who are thinking about writing a book for the first time? If the Lord has placed the desire to share your story with others on your heart, trust him with your writing and the opportunities he will bring along the way. I like what Nicker says in the first module of the writing course. She says, it takes as long as it takes. It's so easy for me to put off working on my outline and not make time to write. I can make a ton of excuses, but that's not going to help me at all. I'm learning I need to take responsibility for the time I have and start prioritizing my book. Abigail, for any of my readers and listeners who who want to connect with you and, and learn more about your story or follow you um, or reach out to you, how can they find you on the internet. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Abiding with Joy. Thank you for this opportunity to share what I'm writing. There you have it. I'm so proud of Abigail. And I highly encourage you to get in touch with her, especially if you or someone you know has been diagnosed with dystonia. Again, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Abiding with Joy. Hey there, have you been dreaming about working with someone like me for a one-on-one private coaching experience? I can assure you that working with a private coach is one of the best decisions I've ever made. Any investment that you make in your mental health brings a return. And any investment you make in your divine calling brings a return too. So stop asking yourself if you're worth that investment. You are. And God's assignment on your life is worth that investment too. In fact, you honor him by taking that leap of faith toward the unknown. You don't even need to feel 100% sure of yourself in order to get started. All you need is to be 10% sure of yourself. My job as your coach is to bring the other 90% of belief in you to each and every appointment. Let me carry the big weight as you get stronger and stronger in your confidence. Your first step is to schedule a consultation call with me to see if we'd be a good fit to work together. I only do three consultation calls per week, so grab your appointment before my digital calendar hits the maximum and closes. Go to nikamaples.com forward slash coaching to book your call. Let's do this.